Good morning. So six ways to help with IBS. Now, some of the stuff I'm going to be saying isn't going to work for everyone. And, you know, some of the stuff that I will say is actually more opposite to the things that we would actually recommend for good gut health. You know, you talk about increasing fiber, the variety of vegetables that we have, you know, plant-based and adding everything on top of that, um, like protein sources on top of that, lots of veggies at a meal, Um, different fruits, vegetables. But when it comes to IBS, you almost have to rip up that rule book a little bit because there's a few different things going on. Now, I'm not just going to go into the more physiological changes you can make in terms of like cut this food out, cut that food out. I'm also going to go into other things that the research is quite interested on. So number one is your water intake. So when you increase your fiber intake, maybe you've seen something, maybe you've changed your diet habits recently and you've increased your fiber intake. This can soak up um, a lot of water. And the result of that is you could get symptoms um, because you're not drinking enough water. So there's, there's even more of a need to drink more water, not to mention skin, how full you feel, your energy levels, your absorption, digestion. So another reason to bring in more water from this as well, headaches, etc. Um, number two is to almost, it's really interesting research on this. So they looked at a low FODMAP, which I'll go into now while I'm here, which is, num- which is another one of my points, which is to reduce fermentable fibres for a short period of time and slowly reintroduce. So fermentable fibres are, as the name suggests, anything that ferments. So this, this is mainly like the carbohydrate um, area. So fats and proteins don't ferment generally. Um, they're digested and absorbed, whereas fibre... Um, we we kind of partially digest slash don't digest and it's fermented um, in the large intestine. The result of that is normally very good in that we feed these short chain fatty acids, which do great things for our hunger, for our mineral absorption, calcium, which could explain a lot of other things around, you know, maybe even bone health, where we understand a bit more about the gut and different people. But um, the problem with this is, is in a short term, maybe we this is causing bloating, IBS, then malabsorption of nutrients because we're going to the loo more often. So one of the things you can do is reduce your fermentable carbohydrates. So this would be like whole grains. This would be like, um, you could start slow with this though. So things like lentils, legumes, beans, just slightly reduce them. Whole grains, um, certain vegetables like onion, garlic, um, artichokes. Um, You're talking about raw veg as well, which will be harder to break down, almost just giving a bit of time for the gut. Now, you might look at that and think, oh, that's boring, that's a bit, or that's a bit, or you might think that's great, I can just stop eating loads of whole grain stuff. And, um, But there's interesting research, which is number two, which is to, they put this group, so morning, Joss. So people with IBS, they put half the group on a low FODMAP diet, which is lowering your fermentability of the food that you consume. And they put the other people doing yoga, obviously relaxing them, going that side of things. And they both groups showed improvements. So one didn't even change their diet and they had improvements in their IBS, which just shows that sometimes we do jump the gun a little bit and 
we go straight in to making these big changes, making like, oh, I'm gonna cut out this, cut out that, it must be that. And we're almost getting more stressed, like as we as we talk about it, as well, I'm gonna cut out this, cut out. we're almost adding to the stress when actually, maybe we need to actually take time for us as well with that. Number three is to avoid caffeine, or four, are we on there? Avoid caffeine and spicy food, this will speed everything up, um, so it can be a trigger for it. Um, number five is to keep a food and mood diary. Like, what are your triggers? Like, and in our uh, brand new Kickstart book, which is coming soon, by the way, which is really cool. Um, we've actually got a food and mood diary in here. And this covers all of this from your water intake, from your caffeine intake, um, to how you feel before and after you ate. So this is our new kind of journaling on here, which is coming soon. Um, so what? why this is good is you can start to see triggers. So... I, is it when you eat at your desk? Is it when you're in a rush? Is it when you're stressed out that day? Is it when you're standing up and eating? Is yeah, How are you feeling before? How are you feeling after? What are the symptoms? Because this can often explain a lot of reasons why we're getting them rather than the food itself. Um, and then finally is to add 10 chews to each mouthful. Like this comes up time and time again, like uh, in insufficient chewing is associated with higher levels of IBS and it's interesting when you put your attention on this I always forget to do this when I say it but when you put your attention on it and just add 10 chews you're like blimey that'd have been I'd have been on the next mouthful by now I'm I'm a very fast eater so um I hope that helps any questions on that let me know there's six reasons in on there um let me know if you're going to try any and what you're going to try and let me know how you get on and I'll see you soon take care